When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello, Laura. Hello, Vic. I <laughs> I sound very cheery, but we've just been chatting for an hour and uh, I've pretty much just cried my eyes out for the entire time, haven't I? That's all right. <laughs> this Mate. is my, my week, on top of my weekly therapy session, um, it's my weekly no holes barred therapy session. Well, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm on such a high dose of antidepressants, maybe I'd cry more too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, regardless of the tears, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. My book came out this week. I know. Last week. Last week. Hello. Well, we don't wear. Yeah, it's it's an on, on Amazon. It's a bestseller on uh, in humorous essays. You know, I don't want to pump up the idea of it being more than it is. Um, <laughs> well, don't do that. I know. Don't I'm sorry. Your don't book. shrink yourself. Laura. No, it's a fucking fabulous book. I've read the first chapter so far. That's as far as I've got because I've been having an existential breakdown. So you know, it's <laughs> fucking it's in between bitch. reading your book. <laughs> selfish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited. Book number two. Yeah, book number two. Already done. been received very well. Yes, luckily it has. You know, I think it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, if it's a project at work or something, if you're passionate about it and you really love what you do. Um, you can only hope that it, you know, resonates with other it, people. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You only hope that it resonates with other people. So when it does, you know, it just means you've got your fucking job right, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go off half cocked <laughs> with, with the wrong memo. You were, you actually, you actually did it. So yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> how, how are you? <laughs> oh God. Um, teeth look beautifully white. Oh my god! I'm using Pearl Drops toothpaste, right? I got um, just the influencers work. All right, they mm-hmm. really do. They really fucking do. So there's a girl I follow on TikTok who's really funny, and she's got the most amazing white teeth. Um, and she shared that she uses this specific Pearl Drops toothpaste. It's like pink, and um, I obviously bought it because I was like, Oops. yeah, hello, I love some of that, and it's fucking worked. It like gradually makes and that them and keeps them white. That's why we love the world of influencers. <laughs> we know there are some knobheads. All right, we can accept that. There's shit people in every profession, aren't there? Of course there is. But then yeah. there are excellent ones like us. Um, us. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why they look so pearly white. I'm, 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 very, very, enough to I'm share very impressed by them. Thanks. Thank you. Um, um, I have been on holiday. 
yes, you this have. week. Yes. Um, so it's felt like ages since we've recorded an episode. Well, it has been. It's been yeah. two weeks. We've been, been two back weeks to back, didn't it. we? Oh, I've missed it so much. That's um, why you were crying, mate. You haven't seen my face yeah, no, in a week. So true. So bloody true. Oh my god, <laughs> we had a whole like night out together. That that oh happened. We haven't even talked about that. We've not spoken about that. Yeah. <laughs> god, that seems ages ago. It does. It feels like such a long time ago. See, now I was poorly. So Vic and I were together. We were together on the Thursday. Yeah. Friday was mental. Like I came from London home, had 10 minutes to spare to then go out to a school fair. Then I had to pick up another kid from another location. It was just mental. Yeah. Saturday, I felt super sleepy. And then Sunday, dun, dun, dun. I was Illness. ill as fuck. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I blame you. Sharing the bed it's with me. You. <laughs> it's been in London. <laughs> London diseased you. Um, it was lovely though, wasn't it? We had such oh, a lovely mate, night. It was so good. Um, I mean, just... we. What time was it? We went to sleep. 22. Fucking fucking hell! Right. So <laughs> we met at about five, and then we met in the hotel that we stayed. In. We stayed in this really both nice hotel. So both, both of like, So we, we just both, wanted to both, fuck everyone. Didn't yeah. We? The fr- the French guy <laughs> that was serving me drinks. I was like, oh my god. I wonder if he's got a big willy. <laughs> It was, yeah, we were dripping all over the place, scarfing left, right and centre. Um, and then we went to the party, which is also in Holborn. And uh, that was very nice and lovely. met lots of lovely people from Instagram, didn't we? Oh, yeah. And then I did, obviously, oh, I yeah. did my whole, you know, awkward. Uh, uh, what was made me laugh, right? Because like, this cringe. is so me and you, though. Like, <laughs> basically, I, I met a lovely lady who I followed on Instagram called Susie Redding, who you should go and follow because... She's great. She's a psychologist. She's a fucking and she, psychologist, man. She's a fucking psychologist. And, and she you puts know, like, me and Vic are all over psychologists. All, all over it. And she puts like really positive things on her feed. And I always seem to see them when I need to read them the most kind of thing. And she she was there and I started chatting to her. And then I just stuck to her all night. Me and her were like, right, that's it. Fused at the mend. Whereas Laura was like a little social butterfly and just went from like, oh, yeah, over talking, over talking, chatting. So I'd like open and friendly. Whereas I'm like, no, I think I would have, I should have done that rather than what I was doing. I spoke oh. to someone for 15, 15 fucking minutes and I went, are you Irish or Scottish? And she was like, I'm, I'm Irish. <laughs> and she was halfway through talking to me as well. It was almost oh, like my brain God. went, I'm bored of this now. Yeah. I want to ask you another question. Oh God. So and then funny. I stamped on somebody's foot and yeah. I then told them I had diarrhea. I hadn't had diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know why, why, why did, why did diarrhea have to come into it? Very so funny. Vic, this is why I'm a loose cannon. I need to be reined in. Yeah. Steve's job of, of caring for me generally <laughs> is quite important because he has to be the person that buffers my over-sharing awkwardness. To complete strangers. But it was a beautiful evening. It was lovely. It was so nice. And then we went and did Pizza karaoke. Yeah. Like completely sober. That was like... <laughs> Oh God. I felt like I was in like a um, a show uh, or like of a bachelorette party and something was going to go hideously wrong because everyone was so drunk, weren't they? We, were, we didn't drink. Um, I think I had one Pims or maybe two. And that was it. Laura doesn't drink. So yeah, we were totally sober and then went to fucking karaoke at like half past 11. I, I honestly thought that was where we were going to die. I know. When it we was... first walked in, 
It oh, was like it was it's madness. One Everyone of those layers was so where fucked, you open the they? door and like vampires literally just yeah. fucking eat you alive. There's just pissed people everywhere. Which and is smelt of piss. It, oh, it stank, didn't it? It was well. Oh, like, and then when we grotty. were leaving the karaoke place, this guy went to crack on to me and Vic, and I was like, "She's my wife. You leave her alone." <laughs> <laughs> he was so disgusting. He said to us. Oh, you two, you two look like you've been up to trouble tonight. And I was like, what? He said, you look like you've been up to trouble. What? <laughs> and that's when I was like, hang on a minute. We were so rude. I was like, what do you even mean? Laura, Laura angry lesbian <laughs> came in. She's my wife. Leave her the fuck alone. Oh, he was like, what? Dear. You really? Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd be like, yes, I'm going to go and have sex with her now. Yeah. <laughs> He was, but he didn't say anything else, did he? No, he, he got didn't have he a was fucking like, clue what to back say. down then, fucking idiot. Yeah. But yeah, we were with about 10 very, very drunk women. One particular woman that sang um, a Vanessa, what's that woman's. Uh, Vanessa? The, the no, song. No, she was going mad for the Spice Girls. Do you not remember? No, it was the first song she fucking sang. Oh, God. I, oh, God. Yeah, it was like I a don't ballad. Like, go. That one. I really want to let you go, mate. Mate. I have had that song fucking stuck in my head since. I wake up in the night and I can hear her singing it. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> me oh mad. God. So then we were like, I think we've we've like you know we've had Can't enough of drunk women screaming in our faces. It was yeah. fun, but there's a limit to that. So yeah. then we walked back to the hotel, which was a very pleasant ten minute stroll. Absolutely living my best life because I've never stayed in a hotel in London. Oh my god, for me, because whenever I go out in London, I always have this. And you must have it too, so you've got to get back to bloody Portsmouth. But it's like this anxiety of, of when I have to leave. What yeah. time should I leave? How am I going to get home? Generally, these days, I just get a cab because I do it so frequently. But also, I don't how can money, I safely get home? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, fucking infuriating. Um, but we didn't have to think about that. We just no. strolled home, got into our luxurious bed, and then talked for another hour and a half until... Yeah. <laughs> I was like Actually felt delirious From tiredness I was like Let me just look at my phone It was fucking 20 to 10 I was like Laura we gotta go to sleep <laughs> And my alarm was set for 7 Because I had to get home For the frigging school run So yeah I felt the knackered kids the next ruined day it. Oh mate I was Absolutely yeah, blown out like, my Thank ass. god we didn't drink though Because I couldn't have done that Day on a hangover I was looking after no. A 7 month old baby As well as Edith Well they survived They did survive It was lush, I was actually. trying to stay awake On the train And there was you You know telling me About the fact you'd had A little doze I was like I you know. bitch Yeah I know I had two two babies in sleep So I Well Edith lush. wasn't She was just watching the iPad Probably won't keep that It's probably health and safety issues Isn't it <laughs> That's fine Any parent that hasn't done that <laughs> They're lying <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, we we had a lovely time. We don't we, we need to keep this tight, Vic, you know? Yeah. Although I think Not, I, I like the rambling more than I know the stories you like the rambling. You like the sound of your own fucking voice. <laughs> so are you gonna go in for uh, a story? Have you got one lined up? So uh Vic, we've got uh, well, I mean, who bloody knows? It could be a story. It could be an agony aunt. It could be a confession. It could be some hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> who <knows>? Let's hope. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Absolutely obsessed with the podcast. Wish I'd found it sooner, but I've managed to binge the episodes in two months. Way to go, Bloody girl. hell, that's like one a day, isn't it? I think we're but, up to 100 episodes now. 
We should no, celebrate no, we're on like 90. We're on 90. We should celebrate 100, I think. Yeah, I, think I don't so. know how we do that, but um, so once my little one goes to bed, you come on. I'm recently single, and it's so nice to feel as if I've got friends in the evening rather than being on my own. Aww. Oh, babe. Right, okay. So we've got some voice notes. Let's listen. So I studied beauty therapy. When I'd finished my qualification, I went to get a job in a salon. And Whenever you get your first job as a beautician, they want to train you up to their standards or train you in any treatments that you hadn't learned in college. Now, one of the treatments I hadn't learned in college was hot waxing. Oh, God. So there's two different types of wax. You've got cold wax, which is actually hot, but they call it cold wax, which is the one with the strips. Or you've got hot wax, which is the one where it's just applied really thickly with a spatula and then ripped off with just the wax oh. now I hadn't learned this hot wax so my manager the woman who owned the salon said that she would train me up on it and she said that she would let me sit in on one of her clients doing a Hollywood wax oh a Hollywood right so Hollywood's a so whole lot in it and yeah. I'm going to learn how to do this wax in I'm really excited to learn something new the lady who was having the wax was a new client. She'd volunteered. We put a poster in the window saying it needed a model. She'd volunteered. And here she is. She's lying on the bed. She's got her legs spread. Now, the kind of wax that we're using sets really hard. So it sets like a rock. And you oh. basically um, have to flick up one of the edges yeah. to rip it off. Oh my it's not God. like normal wax where you've got a strip. You have I've to kind of just rip it off when it's set. Um, my boss had done one side, so she demonstrated how to apply oh gosh, it, she's gonna, how to flick just up watch the it edge, and then you have to, how do to it. remove it on one of this woman's fanny lips. <laughs> now is my task to do <laughs> the other side. <laughs> so I start applying the wax to the other side, and as I'm applying it, it's setting instantly. It's not the right temperature. It's not as hot as it should be. And it's just not doing what I need it to do. And this is my first time using it. I didn't know what to do. So my boss stepped in and and took over. Now, because of the way that it had been applied, it meant that she was struggling to remove it. Oh, God. She's tugging and tugging and tugging at this wax, (laughs) desperately not trying not to hurt the woman. But... It's stuck. It's really stuck. So she's having to put some force into it. Now, she's stretching the skin with one hand and really tugging at the wax with the other hand. As she does this, her hand slips and she full force fingers the poor woman. That's not what you expect when you go for a wax. A fucking oh my finger. god! And she's just ripped. I can safely say that fingering my clients is not something <laughs> that I went on to practice. <laughs> Surprised to say, what the client didn't return. And P.S. The boss wasn't wearing gloves. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so awkward. I mean, oh that's god. so fucking painful. Imagine if someone just stabbed you with their fingers. Oh my god. <laughs> That is so I want to know if they got hilarious. it off though. Did they get it off? Well, she didn't even <laughs> she say. Didn't she just fingered her and then left her with a hot <laughs> load of wax on her bitch. 
would you have done if you were the person that got fingered? <laughs> I don't even know. I think you just you'd just be so shocked, wouldn't you? Because you, I mean, you'd be in sheer fucking panic because you can tell when something's going wrong, and you can see the panic setting <laughs> oh, in someone else's eyes. Especially if the other side had come off quite easy And then that one was like No, I'm not coming off Because once that's fucking set also How do you get it off? You can't reheat it up Because it's Can on you your fanny water? I don't think it would work, would it? Or like maybe put a hairdryer on it <laughs> Got a cement minge Hairdryer <laughs> oh, oh, God <laughs> I think that's you could do ten minutes. Yeah, because you'd have to fucking heat it up, wouldn't you? Oh my god! But then Vic. you can't really can't heat it up that much because then it would start burning. Oh my god, that is a dilemma and a half. <laughs> Aside from the fingering, I, I, mean, I love that you're focusing on that. You're focusing on the fucking. I know, but we've all been accidentally fingered, haven't we? <laughs> it's always happened. It's happened to a the best of us. Salon. However, oh my god. At, uh, the wax setting—that's a whole nother. That's way more of an issue, I think. No. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a massive slag, so I don't care if I'm, someone puts their fingers inside me. It's like, yeah, whatever. Probably won't I, even notice, mate. I, I just, I, I wouldn't even be able to stand. Like if I had been the beautician that was learning and I saw her yeah, I know going that. two fingers in, you'd be like, ah! I would, I'd have to leave the room. I wouldn't even be able to keep it together. I wouldn't. Talking of fingering, can we uh, just, you know, talk about your pelvic floor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So a very I, deliberate fingering, fingering that yeah, you've had so recently. I went for um, an appointment and the consultant said, you know, I just need to check your pelvic floor. <laughs> Bearing in oh, mind that Laura's always said that her pelvic floor is shit. You've yeah. always said that. You're like, no, oh, yeah, I've always rubbish. thought it was shit. I've always wow. thought I was a bit like your mum. Like I've been tightening <laughs> my bum hole, not my, not my fanny muscles. She said to me, and now she could have been saying it to make me feel good. She could have been like, well done, good girl. But she, I, she said, right, okay, do your pelvic floor for me a minute. And then I did it. She went, okay, and now you need to release my fingers. I was like, oh my God, did I just grab your hand? <laughs> you were giving him a handshake. I was, fucking, I was like, yes, I can. Thank you very much. But so the question that I then floor. have is that why is it when I go on a trampoline, I'll still piss? Because you need to activate your pelvic floor to stop yourself from pissing, I think. Oh, so it's not just an automatic thing. Well, I think it's supposed to be. Isn't it meant if... to just fucking kick in? That's the whole point of it. Yeah, I know, but it's still, it's it... like when I'm sick, I throw up. Yeah, well, you will throw up if you're sick, babe. <laughs> oh god, that's not. <laughs> it's impossible no, no, not to do no, that. No, when I'm you when piss. I'm sick, I piss because I can't hold my pelvic floor. Then it's the force of it, isn't it? Do you piss when you're sick? <laughs> Wait, um... I didn't say that right. If it's violent enough and I've got a full bladder, then yeah, I probably would. But I, I mean, on a trampoline, not so much. Uh, I would though. If I have a full bladder, I feel like I'm going to piss myself. I have to empty my bladder before I go on a trampoline. Can't go on it with it. Otherwise, yeah, probably a bit of piss would come out. It's hard though, isn't it? Because pelvic floor is like, like you I'm said, isn't it just a, yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought you had a funny look in your eye. <laughs> You're just um, giving a Steve a handshake under the table. <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> Steve fucking wishes he had his hand that close to my bin. It's all right, we've got a child. Hang on. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it is now officially school holidays, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, Vic, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I know we've yeah. totally changed the subject, but I have got... I officially now have a child that has left primary settings. Yes. 
I know, and has gone on to deal. what we call big boy school. Big boy and, school, yeah. Uh, it's all right, Tobes. You just walk normally done. That's it. Good boy. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> the stomp of a five-year-old. Oh, <laughs> and I, I feel so overcome with emotion. Now I have been where you are, where I'm like, I just, I need this time to go by. Like I just need this phase. It's, I'm exhausted. I, I yeah. just feel debilitated by the sheer expectation of having to parent children that need me so, so, so much. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm now coming out the other side of it. And I don't want to be the one that goes, oh, make the most of it. Because I do truly appreciate the fact that it's just not that easy. But I am really going through this phase of like, oh, my fucking God, I just want him to go back to being that little person. Yeah. And it feels really emotional like yeah. he's just it's growing a big up deal. i think it going moving from separate because it's it's just also you know naturally them going they just will suddenly have so much more independence i know in so many ways like even walking to school on their own that kind of thing you know like coming yeah. back and being able to be in the house on their own shit like that you can do that when you go into year seven can't you yeah it's yeah, just no i don't believe so <laughs> i believe i don't believe we're there yet <laughs> no maybe not <laughs> I just feel very, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just a a much bigger journey of him. I mean, I was fucking crying before we even went to collect him because they made a human arch and all the kids ran through the all the year sixes ran through. Oh. And so I was driving in the car and Steve was like having to tell me continually to keep it together. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fucking hell, Laura, just did you cry like that when you were there? <laughs> Uh, yeah Well lots of parents crying though I think it's a big deal for a lot of I don't of know how I was too busy crying myself To yeah. notice whether anyone else was crying um, It is It's a ma- it's a massive deal uh, You know And also knowing the fact that His attitude is sky high Yeah But you know The benefit is He has a fantastic sense of humour So he has me belly laughing You know yeah. um, So it, like that side of it is great Because you kind of have that relationship well, it is yeah. more adult interaction and you know share the same jokes and yeah um and then obviously sometimes he's not funny at all but no you know, yeah that's, that's he's that's got that from steve so it's fine <laughs> you can't have it all you know you can't have all of his mom's good luck <laughs> um, well i mean you, you know you say yeah you want that little face back but i've obviously just been on holiday yeah, and you're like, no, you don't. Trust kids. me, you don't want it back. Oh my god, I, I've I've been in the company of Edith for uh, twelve days straight now. Oh, you lucky um, girl. I'm sick of all of it too. I'm sick of them both. Luckily, we had to record this on a Sunday because of childcare over the summer holidays. Yeah. So I was like, sorry, Rob, you're going to have to take them out for the whole. <laughs> Morning, because I've got a record podcast. Yeah, well, I don't know if you could hear the furore in the background there of my children just leaving the house. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that they could stay in the house if they knew I was here. Edith would be on my lap, just being like, Mah. although you know, the last few days she's just started calling me mum, and for some reason, a three-year-old calling you mum just sounds hilarious. Though she's like, Mom, can't bear it. Can I have a joke, please, mum? Yeah, it's like, excuse me, you fucking little cockney twerp. <laughs> You got me twerp. <laughs> but they they absolutely loved the holiday. Absolutely loved it. It was, you know, by the seaside in Devon. It was it was beautiful. Weather was nice enough for us to pretty much like stay on the beach all day. It wasn't that warm. 
But um, Oliver, you know, it's made me think, and I, you know, I've always said, oh, I'll live in London forever. It's really made me think about moving out of London. I wonder if it's just because I've just been on the holiday. I don't know. I'll probably forget oh, about I like, it. For me personally, I couldn't ever not live near the sea. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. now I've grown up with it. So like both Steve and I don't know any different. Like he grew up on the beach. But also it's just, it's, it's the fact that when, so we traveled down Steven on the hottest day of the fucking, I don't know, last 80 years or something, whatever it was yeah. on Monday when it's boiling hot, it didn't impact our journey at all. It was fine. So we left at six o'clock in the morning. So we, by the time we got there, it was like 1230 and it was just lovely down there. But coming back to London and immediately like the heat, you can just feel it as soon as you've got the car. Like it just feels different here. There's no fucking yeah. air. It's so polluted. Yeah, but mate, but I couldn't cope with living in Devon purely based on the fact that Devon is so fucking far away from all the I other know. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, not Devon, too far. No. But I'm thinking like, you know, an hour away from London, two hours away from London. Um, oh, potentially. That, that sounds like Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> I know you want to live in Brighton. It's not Portsmouth. But. I don't know if I, I've lived in Brighton. I don't know if I'd go there. I, I, I'm yeah, not sure. The thing is, though, Vic, like <clears throat> that whole wanting to run away vibe, I, know, I, I totally get it. Because that's, yeah. like, that's what I'm like. I'm like, let's move abroad. Let's move abroad. Let's move away. Let's move away. Sue's so like, no. And I'm like, oh, I think we should move away. I, yeah. just, I don't know why I think that moving to another country will fix everything. But it won't. Because I'll just go there and I won't fucking know anyone. And yeah, I don't make it. friends that easy. No. I scare them off. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, it's probably never going to happen, but it's just, um, I just really, I think Oliver loves the countryside and he, yeah. he loves being in nature, but we do that anyway. We do it every weekend here. It would just be nice to have it on your doorstep. I think yeah. that's, you know, that's the thing, but family keeps me here and, you know, and also we've got a really lovely community. So that's hard. That's That'd be hard to leave that. You, yeah. yeah. It's, it's your friends. It's that network, isn't it? Yeah. But we're off to Devon. On the 20th of August, I guarantee you it'll fucking rain. Yeah, so our car journey home as well kind of undid all the relaxation of the holiday because it took us eight fucking hours to drive home. Yeah, there was bloody protesters, bloody protesters on the M4 doing 30 miles an hour to protest against the petrol prices. Uh, Well... yeah, I know. Let them bloody carry on. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I was like, well, yes, good. Because, oh my Lord, it cost us like £150 to drive there and back. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and uh, yeah, but eight, eight hours in the car with two children. Oh my. That would have been bad. What? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they weren't actually too horrendous, but it was just it, my anxiety of watching that Google Maps just stay on like, it, we got to two hours left of the journey. And then rather than it going down, it just kept going up. I was was having to do a lot of deep breathing and a lot of like channeling some inner peace. And Rob was getting really fucking frustrated because he hates traffic jams. Um, It was, yeah, we were stressed. And you're like, Rob, stop ruining my Zen man. I know. I was like, can you just chill out, please? Because you're making me stressed by proxy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they just watched I mean Oliver had the best day of his life Because he was allowed to watch You know Eight continuous hours of The iPads <laughs> Mate that's my kids Every day of the summer oh holidays Oh my god But they got home And they were just They were like bonkers Because they'd watched So much TV So we had to take them Over to the park And Edith slept For a bit of the way So that was kind of a blessing So it just meant She wasn't demanding Things off her mum <laughs> Mum Oh my god The amount of snacks That I had to pass back I hate being a passenger On a journey I don't have a choice I have to be the passenger. Why? 
Steve can't navigate for shit. Right. So it works that way. But also because Steve gets really pissy when the kids ask for stuff. And, right. and basically he gets pissy when he has to do my job once. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think that's why Rob volunteered to drive. That and Edith was like, wouldn't allow me to sit in the chair. Well, like sometimes I have to, I even have to lean, you know, sort of dislocate my fucking arms. I know, it's so Just to hold his hand. Oh my God. And at one point I had Oliver watching Frozen on the iPad and Edith watching Cocomelon on the phone behind my head. For like four hours and just let it go, let pa Johnny Papa, yes, yes, yes. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the summer holiday. And that was like the end of my holiday. That was the wind down of my yeah. holiday. It's so, never going to be a wind down though. No, it wasn't. Let's just say I'm never going to Devon again. <laughs> Even though it's, it's not beautiful, fucking worth it. It's too far away. Um, I've got another voice note. Do we oh, want to another play voice it? note. Yeah, go on then. And right. yes, generally, I'm all for childless holidays. Just going to put it that way. I want to go on holiday with you, with no children. Not even no. with Rob. <laughs> no. No, because it, with, if we bring the, our husbands, then there is no caretaking of the no, children. Exactly. So they can't come. They can't They're come. fucked off immediately. Yeah. Vic, actually, no, scrap all of that. Yeah. So this week, there's me innocently flicking through um, TikTok. Yeah. And up pops, up pops, up pops, up pops, a CCTV video of a woman in yeah. a nice summer dress walking into an establishment and she ruffles her dress. Something seems to fall out. And then she walks off and then a man walks in no more than a couple of seconds later and steps directly in her turd. She (laughs) drops it on the floor and a man walked in it. Why? Before she goes into a restaurant. I don't know whether it was a restaurant, if it was a clothing shop. I mean, it certainly wasn't a toilet. It was a fully formed log as well. What is wrong with people? I find it incredible that someone could shit like that and walk. I mean, the whole whole execution of it, I personally feel is like sort of next level professional. I mean, it is because I I now have, (laughs) because of my Bertie the Bum Grape situation, and um, also this just started in pregnancy. So I have to have a very specific setup to even excavate a turd from my bum hole because I have to have a potty squatty to do a shit. Do you know what one of those is? No. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> squatty potty. I can't remember what it's called. Potty squatty or squatty potty. Either way. It's a little stool that you raise your feet up onto because actually squatting is a natural way for our bodies to just eliminate shit with it. You don't have to strain anything like that. So essentially what I'm trying to recreate is that very (laughs) basic. Bush Tucker trial shit in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to have that little stool. And um, if I don't have it now, I find it really hard to do a poo. Oh my God. It's like your body's adapted to the cave lady in you. It has. I do a cave woman turd. Turd. So there's absolutely no way that I'd be able to just, you know, shoot one out and then (laughs) drop it on the floor while standing. Yeah. And walking. Yeah. It was not an issue for this lady, but as a direct result of that, someone has actually (laughs) sent in a message saying that video you just posted, something like that happened to me while I was on a family holiday. My mum and I were walking out of the pool and this old couple were walking into the hotel and dropped something. My (gasps) mum went to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was automatic, but she managed to realise it before she got um, before she got too close and said "fuck no" <laughs> loudly. Then grabbed me and walked away. So it would seem that that is not a one-off occurrence. <laughs> oh my god! You said there was a human shit in the park on the There's way. There's a to human school. shit in the park, and I'm also. Seem to remember someone telling me that they watched someone do it and literally shake the trouser leg, and a turd just rolled out the bottom of the trouser leg. So I just <laughs> wouldn't even know what to do in that situation. I think I wouldn't even be able to have like a poker face to act like I hadn't seen it. But if you've got a pair oh, of trousers on, how do you aim it down the legs? Wasn't surely just Mate, let's all... be honest with you. If you are an outdoor shitter, yeah, you, you need you, to have no pants on. No, you've got to be prepared for it. You need to go out without knickers or pants on, right? Absolutely. Because otherwise it's just going to end up like a poo sandwich in your pants, isn't it? And, you know, I just, I feel like I appreciate, I mean, as a, you know, a sufferer of occasional squits, I do appreciate that sometimes we cannot help. And I have been, I shit myself, I fucking shit myself in the car the other day. (laughs) Do you know that? (laughs) Good. Tell me more. That was that was last week when I was feeling poorly and I took the kids to school and I got to school and I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I went over to one of my friends. I was like, I need a poo so bad. And she was like, just go into reception. I was like, I'm not fucking oh my going into God, no the way. toilet is right next to reception. Yeah, like, can you that. imagine? So I clench, yeah, I clench, I clench, I clench, get the kids into school and I'm running back and I sent a voice message to Steve. Let me see if I can find it. I sent a voice message to Steve saying, like this is this is a huge catastrophic emergency. I cannot stress how important it is that you you listen to this. Well, uh, here it is. Here it is. Same if you get this message, can you unlock the front door? Because I'm literally trying to shit myself and I got the door. Oh my god, I'm gonna poo. Please, please, please unlock the door if you get this. Sorry, that was actually on uh, one point five. Yeah, no, on that, was very, that was that was very hardcore, very speedy. <laughs> but yeah, I I whacked the car in reverse and then I just shit myself. Was it a liquid one though? Oh, it was liquid. Yeah, so you know, I can understand that. Like a liquid one when you're ill but and your you tummy's like doing it. Yeah. But a solid one. You, you know, know solid ones coming as well, don't you? Well, there, there's certainly a turtleneck involved. I mean, the straining, surely. No one just releases his shit that easily. Do Mate, they? you've got to watch the video. It was effortless. <laughs> like, like I, I almost I, I almost wanted to meet Instagram her. for a week, have I? Well I've had I've had a week off social media. Your eyes are gonna be treated ah! i mean that's been so nice though not being on social media we all need to take a break from that we occasionally all, all right I let's think. not do a debbie down i fucking no. read something out <laughs> but let's normalize having breaks on social media please because everyone's so fucking addicted let's normalize mental breakdowns like vic's going through at the moment <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've got a little sort of it's an agony aunt should we have a little agony aunt go on go on, go on love Hi ladies, just wanted to say I've listened to the podcast from the start and love it so much. Thank you for bringing so many important issues to light, but also never failing to make me laugh. I've inspired to reach out after hearing the lady talk about her career issues in last week's episode. Oh yes, I've got another thing that um, will tidy up just before I read this because it's about that same episode. So we had an agony on about someone that was really um, apprehensive about where she was in her life career wise and how do you make a career change, that kind of thing. So randomly on LinkedIn of all places, someone that I went to um, do my art foundation with messaged me and was like, hello, do you remember me? A lovely guy called Joe um, and uh, said that he'd like randomly discovered the podcast and thought it was brilliant, but also had listened to that episode and was like, 
just found it really helpful for him because he's at that same same point in his life after Aww. after you know um, lockdown and everything. I think this has happened to a lot of people in lockdown. It's really shifted people's priorities career wise. Oh my god, lockdown! I don't know many people that haven't had yeah like huge shifts in their career since COVID. You know what? A lot of it I think is to do with homeworking as well, being able to yeah. especially working parents because fucking hell what a difference that makes having two parents around to just yeah. do all the bullshit of the pickup and the drop off and all that shit. It's just, yeah. it, and, and then also just not having to do the commute as well. Yeah. You know, like, cause Rob's commute is over an hour every oh my God. Like, That's one each way. So it's two hours every day traveling that's on crazy. a fucking stinky hot tube. He still gets to do some working from home, which is great. Um, but I think he would much prefer to have it back to like working from home all the time and just doing like one day a week in the office or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's still, even though that's happening, there there seems to be this big shift in a lot of companies saying like, yeah, you can do working from home, flexible working. Like my, I, I haven't seen that for some of my friends. They've gone no, I haven't so back to it being like, no, you've got to be in yeah, the office. You've got to be in the office. It's such an it's such an archaic fucking way of looking at working. And it, it just because you're there, it does not make you more productive. No. Like th- there's been massive studies done, and also like letting people do a four day week, um, and then being like eighty percent more productive because they they've got the four days in it. Then they have that longer weekend. They've got the better balance between home and work life. All the rest of it. But you know what though, mate? That's never going to change all the time. The government we have in no. power, you know, no, not the fucking so. conservative wankers, no. Cunts, bastards. Uh, okay, anyway, so I'm having a pretty tough time at the moment and I'm trying so hard to not let things affect me and cause my mental health to spiral. I've had more than my fair share of shit experiences and it seems like life isn't done throwing curveballs at me yet. I recently split off my boyfriend as we had a lot of issues and I knew it was the right thing to do. Two days later, I lost my job. It was a job I really enjoyed and I thought I was doing well at, but my manager dismissed me based on my performance over reasons I think are highly unfair to the point I've appealed the decision. It came as a huge shock and has left me feeling so lost. I'm 24 and after struggling through life with mental illness holding me back, I thought I'd finally made it to a point where I was self-sufficient and stable and I was so proud of myself. But now in the space of a week, I have no job, no relationship, and I'm having to leave my flat and move back in with my parents. I keep telling myself I'm okay and I'll get through it. And my family and friends are all supportive and saying I'll get through it too. I love my parents. I know they'll support me however they can, but I'm dreading having to live with them. It makes me sound horrible, but when I'm around them 24-7, I can't stand it. I get so irritable and have to fight to hold it in so as to not offend them. I have no choice until I find a new job and get my finances in order again. I've made it through tough times like this before and I know I'm strong, but of course it always takes a toll. Sometimes it feels like my life is a constant shit show. And every time I see friends, there's another big issue in my life to tell them about. It's so hard not to let my mental health spiral out of control like it has before in times like this. Do you have any advice about how to manage mental health in difficult circumstances and how to find motivation to keep going? Uh, Even if this doesn't make it to the podcast, thanks so much for taking the time to read this. It means a lot to be heard. Lots of love. Nora. The mental health side of things, there are so many free uh, things out there that you can do to help support mental health. I wouldn't be able to live with my parents either. I think that, you know, we kind of get to a point in our lives where there's that healthier detachment where we don't want to be around them all the time. And, you know, you're certainly not alone in that whole feeling overwhelmingly annoyed at just being around them all the time. I think that's quite a natural thing to be honest with you. So I had a big breakup when I was 24 and I had my, I I owned my own flat with my boyfriend in Brighton at the time. And 
very similar to this girl. Like I had a good job. Um, I mean, I chose to leave the job because it wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I suddenly found myself going from like, you know, being in a long-term committed relationship, owning a flat and having a job to not having anywhere to live, not having a job. And the prospects were, you know, I moved in with some friends for a bit and I was sharing a bed with one of my mates. And I did that for about four months and started working in some shitty little office job. But it was just, yeah, I had to move home because I was in that situation of like, I'm going to run out of money and I need to do something else. So I had to move back home. And I found that really fucking hard too, especially yeah. at 24, because, you know, you leave, most people leave home at sort of 18 or whatever. Um, not everyone, but some, I think the majority of people do, don't they? And you're yeah. really looking forward to moving out and getting that independence. And then you find your own place and you can make your own mark on it. And it feels like it's yours and you're not living under someone else's rules and la, 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 la. And then you got to go fucking back to it. Yeah. And it's so hard psychologically to then go back into this place where you were a teenager. And I revert back to being a teenager. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, yeah, do you get I like think, that? I think you do because like your parents are just kind of there and then they do the things for you that it makes you, yeah. It just, it, I just think it's not a, it's not always the most productive way to live, is it, as an adult? For some no. people it works, but I don't really know many people that it works for. Um, but like the resources and stuff that you can do around your mental health, it, like there's so much stuff out there, especially if you are in between jobs at the moment and trying to like rediscover who you are, what you want to do. There's so much out there that you can do to like focus on like you right now, like how, right. Okay. How do I make me feel stable, make you a priority. So it doesn't matter what that might be. You know, if you want to take up learning to fucking draw or I don't know, learning to roller skate or something, but just something really nourishing. It doesn't necessarily have to be about exercise, but just something that is for you that makes you feel good. And mm. you kind of are able to, almost throw yourself into it a little bit you know for me like last year it was about gardening which I'm not a gardener in yeah. any way shape or form but I was like pulling the weeds out yeah and it started off as that and then it was like okay I've done all of the weeds I'll I'll paint some stuff now yeah and you know like making my way through this thing where I wasn't sat completely consumed with for her it would be the relationship breakdown yeah you know it's the job thing obviously especially if she's in this process of feeling like she was sort of wrongly dismissed like that would be really consuming so it's about allowing yourself an opportunity to say there is a time for me to focus on that but I don't want it to be all the time so in actual fact right now I'm going to go into the garden and or I'm going to whatever the fuck it is I'm going to go and do it and I'm just going to very gently reassure myself that it will be okay and I think like the biggest thing that I could ever recommend to anybody is kindness to yourself. It is so, so, so powerful, but uh, very difficult to achieve when you're when you're in a, like a, a bit of a shit space. And also to remember that nothing lasts forever. No, I think nothing's permanent. Nothing. Good things and bad things. They never yeah. last forever. And I think it's about you know going through shit things and surviving them each yeah. time you do that it makes you more resilient to it that does ebb yeah, and flow sure. of shit and good you know yeah and it's going to be like that it's like that for everyone it, yeah. there's not one person that I know in my life that doesn't have good and shit times and sometimes the shit times just feel massive and mm -hmm. you know like I'm in that I'm in the shit time right now 
like I completely, you know, it's completely different circumstances, but I can absolutely identify everything that she's saying and that message mm. about, you know, and, and trying not to get lost in the darkness. But like you said, it's about doing things that bring you back to a state of some sort of like moment of joy or yeah. normality, whatever. And I think doing things that literally release those positive chemicals in your brain. So like doing anything that you enjoy is going to do that. For me, running has become a huge, huge release. And I cannot even fucking believe I'm saying that because I hated running I absolutely hated it I've never run and I've always exercised my whole life again to deal with you know the ebbs and flows but that's so simple that's such a simple thing that you can do isn't it go for a walk go for a walk and I like for me when I felt shit I just thought I can't I cannot understand how that can have an impact and don't get me wrong that is far from being the answer it's not the cure no it's not definitely gonna help but it will help. It will just help to release some of that. And that's just one extra thing that you can kind of put into your resources. And I think the hardest thing about this whole process of trying to discover yourself is that nobody can tell you what will work because no. it's so individual and it's so yeah. particular. So what works for me won't work for you. Yeah. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that anyone's getting it wrong or anybody's getting it right. It's just about understanding the fact that each individual person has to go through a process of going, this didn't work for me, this did. So a lot of people will bang on about meditation. But for me, because I have complex trauma, I find it very, very difficult to be able to connect to this place. And so uh, I I just find it sometimes more... um, more troubles troubling yeah, than yeah. than just doing something else so like you know when and I found it and I found it really frustrating that when I was going through my breakdown last year that's all I heard people talk about just do some meditation do some meditation and then I felt like I was failing because I yeah. just couldn't do it yeah and then I learned actually it's probably not the easiest thing for me to be able to tackle and that doesn't mean that I'm getting it wrong it just means it's not the right process for me mm. so nobody can tell you that what you're doing is wrong if it's making you feel good everything is a learning curve isn't it remember that one yeah. <laughs> nothing's linear nothing's linear <laughs> and i i do think though you know it's also about trying to reframe the negativity of what's going on as yes. well of like she's already kind of done that in that um message especially about the relationship she knew it wasn't right so you knew that relationship wasn't right for you you are better off not being in that relationship because not only are you happier but also it opens up the opportunity to meet someone who is right for you. Yeah. So that's the positivity. This is like the opportunity for you to meet the person that you're meant to be with or that you're meant to just enjoy or, you know, have fantastic sex with or whatever Whatever. the fuck it might be, you know, again, whatever it is that you want, you're allowed to go and get that now. And the job, I mean, that's pretty shit because she likes the job. And then, you know, losing a job is never, ever easy because it always makes you feel like, you know, you weren't good enough, you're not worthy yeah. of it or whatever, all those negative feelings that come hand in hand with having mental health issues anyway, I think. Yeah. Um, but you just got to look at it again as like, okay, well, that that was shit and that is shit and that's made me feel terrible. But equally, it's an opportunity to find a different job where I am appreciated um, and where I will be happy. And, you know, I think it's just an opportunity. You just got to try and see it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to redefine who you are 
and go on to prove to yourself, not anybody else, but prove to yourself how you can go on to do bigger and better things. And that when you look back at this time, you go, thank fuck that happened to me because you know what? It led me on to have so many more incredible moments. And what you come back from after this period of time will give you so much more insight into how you want to live your life, who you want to be around. You know, these moments are so shit. And Vic, you know, you kind of, hit the nail on the head everybody goes through these and anybody that says that they don't they are lying Mm -hmm. it's really really important to remember that this process is horrible but every single human (laughs) being what she's going through right now every single person that go that, that lives that breathes that exists that you cannot you cannot escape the the reality of being a human being and that is that it's it's completely complex it's It's completely out of your control it is completely out of your control and we can all look and and i know i've fallen so short of it probably far you're you know you've massively helped me see the fact that people shit stinks but it's the fact that you look online and what you see is not a reality of life it is a snapshot of what someone wants you to see and those are two very very different things that mean two very very different things as well so just remember that while you feel like everything's falling apart you know there are so many more things that will go on to happen in your life that will be good and it will bring you so much happiness and joy that you deserve and you've worked and, and got there and you would have done it for yourself. We hope that helped. I think that was a real positive pep talk, that was. Oh, my God. So insightful today. God. <sighs> Mate, I really need a shit. So can we hurry up and round up? Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nora's going to put herself on air. Um, all right. So <laughs> if you want to send us a story, an agony aunt, any other business, you can email us at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Nora? Oh, sorry. Hang on. Uh, they can head on over to our Instagram page at No Holds Bar Podcast, slide on into our DMs, and they can send us a voice note or a handwritten number. You can also head on over to our sex page at www.noholdsbarpodcast.com, whereas toys and such like none for children or for adults (laughs) and if you like listening to this podcast you can subscribe on your platform that you are listening to it and uh share it with your friends yeah why not spread the words like laura's about to spread her bum cheeks yeah (laughs) it's about to happen (laughs) it's about to happen all right we'll see you next tuesday Bye. bye Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.